Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, welcome back to Oz Business Australia's only live streaming business and markets channel. Great to have your company. Uh, just gone midday Eastern. That means it's time for the call. 10 stocks, two experts, 60 minutes as we power through some of the uh, the stocks that you've sent through to us. And joining us today, Henry Jennings from Marcus today. Uh, Henry, good to see you again. And Jumbay Lu from uh, Tribeca Capital. Jumbay, good to see you. Welcome uh, to the call. Now, today, uh, before we get into your stocks, we always do a stock of the day, something that's in the news. And of course, uh, the world's second biggest resource stock uh, uh, behind BHP, of course, is Rio Tinto. They reported their uh, production report today, 1.5% rise in second quarter iron ore shipments driven by strong Chinese demand. The world's largest iron ore miner shipped over 86 million tonnes over the quarter compared with 85 million a year prior. Uh, The miner said conditions in China had improved over the quarter as Beijing ramps up infrastructure spending to combat the economic shock of COVID-19. We saw that in uh, China's economic figures just the other day. Now, the miner said it was on track to meet its 2020 iron ore shipment forecast, but they cautioned a second wave still remained a key economic threat. Jumbay, uh, production report like that. First of all, how important are these production reports to resource stocks? Look, they're actually more important than the results itself for resources companies because it actually shows how much they produced. And clearly, everyone can track the commodity prices daily. And if you know how much they've shipped, then you know what the earning will look like. So um, the result time often is just a rubber stamp of, you know, what they they already reported. And what do you think of this, of today's production? Yeah, so it's it's not too bad. It's uh, it's pretty good, actually. Um, It's in line with expectations on most of the shipment. Iron ore is a little bit stronger, which is good because the price has been very strong. Um, And uh, of course, they talk to CapEx is going to be a little bit higher over the next few years. Um, That's um, net net. That's probably a little bit disappointing on that front. Um, But all in all, it's pretty good result. Uh, Is uh, where does Rio stand for you at the moment in terms? Is it a buy at the moment or share price is pretty high? (laughs) (laughs) Look, um, Rio is probably a hold for me. Um, I'm much rather um, to hold others that has actually underperformed um, Rio. Rio's performed very, very well because right. of iron ore. Um, you know, if I want pu- pure play iron ore, much, much rather to be sitting in Fortescue. Right. Um, at upcoming results, you should expect very strong dividend pot- potential for um, special dividend as well. Um, and also, I prefer BHP just with better asset over right. medium term okay. um, outlook. Right. Yeah. Henry, what do you think of the production report? Well, as, as June Bay says, I mean, it, it's very much, these are all little milestones. The quarterly production reports are little milestones. So the results um, are really kind of a foregone conclusion to some extent, because so you can see the timeline. This was pretty much in line, and it, you know, it just shows you how strong the iron ore price has really been. Yeah. Um, and that's been the big driver. I mean, 90% of their earnings comes out of iron ore. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they just don't float off the rest and do what BHP did <laughs> yeah. with, with South 32, South 32 yeah. and put everything else, the bauxite, the, uh, you know, the everything else, the copper, the yep. everything else, the, the 
all the problems that they've got in other places, yep. you know, in Mongolia, ship it off to something else, just have a clean iron ore play, much like Fortescue is. But it, it was pretty much in line. I mean, it's, right. it's not a... It's not expensive, P of around 13, 14, a relatively good yield. And as June Bay says, you know, if you look at Fortescue, this is just a cash generating machine. I know. So if, if you want to have that iron ore exposure, you'd much rather go with Fortescue because they've got a, a really good record yeah. of paying shareholders, not only ordinary dividends, interims, finals, but also specials. Yeah. And um, the market loves specials. But it's so good, the iron ore price. <laughs> you think to yourself, how long can this last? <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, to some extent, it can, it, it's, it's been a function of corona. It's been a function yep. of the virus and, and the problems that Brazil has in terms of the, uh, the epidemic or the pandemic there has really exaggerated uh, Vale's issues with getting supply yep. back on stream. There were some veiled threats, I guess, today. Uh, there was an uh, there's a inquiry with Blue Scope in terms of anti-dumping. There was kind of China every yeah, now China's and then rattles that, the sabre yes. a little bit and says, look, you know, if you if you don't play nice with us, we won't take your iron ore. But unfortunately, they don't really have too many choices in the world yeah. because of what's happening in Brazil. So at the moment, it is a kind of a COVID immune play, yeah. if you yeah. like, and it's actually benefiting from COVID. But for us, Fortescue is a better pure play because it is pure play, whereas Rio's, although it's 90% of its earnings come from iron ore, it's got all those distractions for 10% of earnings. Yeah. Why don't you just... Yeah, yeah. Jubei, are you confident that iron ore price will stay? We certainly keep the fing we're yeah. certainly keep fingers crossed because yeah. our entire economy is very much yeah. linked towards it. Um, yeah. You know, with all the stimulus we need to uh, keep going, um, you know, we need that iron ore price to be yeah. very, very strong. Um, and it certainly doesn't look like we'll have a fiscal cliff. Um, you know, certainly that will be pushed out with the second wave now. Yeah. So, yeah, the iron ore prices better be holding. And, and just to give people a bit of an idea of just how important iron ore is. I was reading, is this right, some figures the other day that in June, I think 50 million tonnes of iron ore was shipped out of Australia and you times that by $100 and you go, no, five billion bucks in a month is huge, is that? It's it is enormous. It's yeah. enormous. It is huge. It I mean, is. It, it, we, we have no idea living on, you know, in the big cities, yeah. these ports up in um, northwest WA shipping this iron ore out are just phenomenal. Yeah, and bear in mind, you know, in Aussie dollar terms as well, with the Aussie dollar at seventy cents, you yeah. know, it's it's you know what one hundred and forty three hundred and fifty bucks yeah. a, a ton. You know, that's getting up towards the highs we saw during peak. Yeah, you know, peak yeah. resource boom. Yep. When we had yep. all that money at our disposal yeah. to yeah. to put away for a rainy day, well, yeah, it's bucketing down. Uh, to give people an idea, you know, um, all the headlines of uh, a couple of months ago about China saying they're not going to take out barley exports, and there's huge headlines everywhere. I read that the our entire year's worth of barley exports are the equivalent of three days yep. of our iron ore exports. Yeah, yeah. It, it puts it in perspective, doesn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Oh. It's just extraordinary. Yep. All right, there's the, um, uh, our stock of the day. Rio and both Henry and Jubei um, saying, look, for, if you're going to go into iron ore, Fortescue is a better issue there and uh, a better look. Let's get into your 10 stocks now. And the first one, uh, Jubei from, uh, from Edward, Cochlear, the, uh, the, uh, the Cochlear implant, world-class technology, uh, the bionic ear, if you like and have um, gone into a, a, 
a few other products, are affiliated products too, haven't they? Not just the implant now. That's right. So they managed, they've been incredibly successful and in, they uh, innovated, essentially invented this whole space uh, for yep. cochlear implants, uh, really. Um, and uh, they've done very well. However, um, you know, more recently, the share price was under a bit more pressure because of the impact of COVID-19. Um, procedure for uh, cochlear ear implant has been pushed out. Um, and, uh, you know, as a result, the revenue pretty much evaporated. Uh, company has raised money, so there's no issue with cash. Um, and uh, um, so the balance sheet should sustain them through the next uh, 12 to 18 months. Right. Um, now, uh, in terms of stock, it is just too dear for me. It's way too expensive. Um, you know, on the 2021 earnings, it's on 60 times. But of course, you can say that's not normalized earning. But even if you look into 2022, <coughs> it's on close to 40 times. Right. Just what do you pay for, um, you know, quality company like Cochlear, uh, where the earning actually will disappear for the next, um, you know, six, 18 months? Yeah. That's because uh, implants, are they classed as an elected surgery type thing, aren't they, in yeah. private hospitals? So when they get affected by COVID, they get less going through. That's right. And also, of course, people are much more cautious to do any surgery that's, oh, yeah. um, or that has to be done in the hospital because yeah. of you want to avoid um, attending any of those venues. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it to see that. Yeah. Henry, what do you think of I mean, it's, it's a great Australian company, let's face yeah. it. They, they do extraordinary things and when you see the videos of uh, the kids that suddenly can hear it it is extraordinary but as far as the stock goes i mean as, as june bay says they've raised money which is good they were actually i think almost the first cab off the rank mm, the first very one. early with, with the raising and they even got swamped with the spp to such an extent that they looked after retail shareholders mm. yeah. and, uh, and and added some some extra money that they raised so that that was good but it's really not that exciting in a COVID environment at the moment. And, yeah. and it is a kind of, it's not a luxury item, but it is a very expensive procedure. Yeah. Um, there are also knockoffs coming and they had some competition in the past with other people getting in on their space, especially out of China. And that's one of their big, big markets. So maybe if China does recover better, then we will see a bit of a tick up there. But for me, it's expensive. It's not got any kind of yield really. Um, it's just, I mean, it's great and it's un-Australian not to like them, but <laughs> exactly. as, as far as putting money in them at yeah. these kind of levels, I think there's just better and more leverage plays to, uh, to coming out yeah. of COVID or, or however and, we move out. Um, our second stock's being suggested by, uh, by Sam uh, Henry, Perpetual, the big funds management group, been around for years, hasn't it, financial services? Yeah, it has. It just had an update as well, which was pretty good. So. Um, it's, it's been upgraded by a number of brokers too. Of course, these stocks, the fund managers tend to be geared towards the market. So yeah. the, the market does well, they do well, the funds flow in and the funds they've got under management also rise as well because of the market rising. So, you know, it's, it's not undemanding, it's relatively cheap here. Um, yeah, I don't mind this one at all. Okay. It's, it's yeah, it's, 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 not a, it's not a massively leveraged play on, on the economy, but it's, it's not bad at these levels. Okay. Well, I think, um, you know, for Perpetual is that they struggle with the flow over the years. So um, I think as we talked about before, it's absolutely true. If the market rises, all of these companies, the fund managers will do yeah. quite well because of all the inflows, funds, yeah. under, funds under management is growing. But yeah. um, I think uh, for me, I much more prefer the Magellan within the sitting within the funds management um, space, uh, simply because they're getting organic flow. So yeah. retail institution, they're actually putting more money into it rather than it's just the market growing. Um, and 
their performance has been very good as well. So, um, you know, it is a growth business. Um, whereas if you look at other fund managers like the Perpetual or Platinum, uh, they have had a lot of outflow over the years. Um, so even though market has gone up, but, you know, more, less people are now invested within yeah. those groups. So we will need to see a you know, significant turnaround on that basis to say that, you know, that valuation then is justified. And how important is it to have with companies like this, for want of a better description, a rock star fund manager. That, uh, <laughs> you know, Hamish Douglas is, of course, the, the rock star of, uh, of Magellan at the moment. Back in the old Platinum days, when yeah. Platinum was really building, it was That's Ken right. Nielsen. Yeah. He was the rock star sort of 20 years ago there. Yeah, look, I think it ultimately comes down, Rockstar is important, but then it comes down to the performance right, because okay. these are the hard numbers people compare or the consultants or even retail investors will look through a list of managers and say, yeah. that one's been growing, it's been doing really well, outperforming the benchmark, delivering the return to investors, will put more money yeah. in. So that is the key for yeah. any manager. Andrew Magellan? I think Rockstar is really important. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah I do. And, you know, June Bay is a rock star with yeah. Tribeca. You know. <laughs> but I, I think rock stars are really important. At the end of the day, you need a kind of a focal point. Yeah. The, the market's about narratives and stories, and it's also about personalities yeah. and management. And we like to see, um, I know we've got a habit of knocking down tall poppies, but we also like to see somebody out the front leading. Um, and sometimes, and the, and, the, and the human looking after money is the that human we all want to know money. who is that human. Forget yeah. forget the corporate brand. Exactly, humans. Uh, and after uh, and money. it all comes down to marketing as well, and yeah. how successful your fund is. It's not just about performance. Getting your performance up to kind of above the, the benchmark is, is one thing, but then you've got to do some really good marketing to keep yeah. the money flowing in and keep the talent coming in as well to to your particular fund and Hamish and Douglas has done a fantastic job of that where Platinum was successful to begin with I think um, with Kerr Nielsen was that it was the only one yeah. they were the only guys investing in Asia yeah. so uh, everybody flocked to it but now of course everyone's got lots more alternatives from ETFs from exchange traded yeah. products as well whether it's a fund or a product they've got a myriad now of fund managers who are doing the Asian thing and, and without the rock star image yeah. attracting that money to you, I think it gets harder and it's yeah. certainly been harder for Platinum. Perpetual has never really had, it's kind of the fuddy-duddy, yeah. um, it's, 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 it's the fund it's manager in a party. Yeah, 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 it's, it's, it's the, the grey red set. It, yeah, it's, it's never really promoted itself and I guess Hamish Douglas has come out of yeah. that sort of the rock star thing yeah. and I, it's really, you know, they've got a hundred billion dollars so under management. Perpetual v Magellan? Well, Magellan's expensive. Right, um, but it's probably got a good reason to be expensive, and they've also got some interesting products, I think, in the pipeline. And I think Perpetual is just a little bit old school, right. whereas Magellan's probably right. okay. new wave. Maybe okay. If we go to music, it's it's new wave as mm. opposed to uh, okay. glam rock. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. No, no glam rock for uh, for Perpetual, but it's a good solid performer. Yep. There you go, Sam. Um, now is Warren. Uh, Jumbay has asked for an opinion on Frontier Digital Ventures. Now, think of uh, REA, Car Sales, Seek, um, who are all great listed um, uh, classified advertise, online classified businesses. Frontier tries to do that in developing countries, does it? And, and get in early through, throughout Asia. Um, in February, they sold a stake in in sort of the, the Vietnam version 
of uh, realestate.com in, what is it called? Pop Easy, mm. um, and made some money out of it. But what do you think of it? Look, I, I think it's um, too speculative for me. Um, yeah. I'd much rather to stay with um, you know, high returning businesses that's with proven business model um, here in Australia. So the names will be REA, Car Sales yeah. and Seek. Now, all of these businesses have tried or even looked into all these emerging markets. Yeah. Um, and these markets are so different. And many of them um, in a previous experience have been burnt by investing yeah. across some of those things. Um, and many of these markets actually have taken years um, before they actually get to you know, certain critical points. Um, Australia has been really, Australians have been great innovators in that space and, you know, global leader. So um, if anything, I probably back some of those existing classified business going oh. over there um, and trying to replicate their own model um, rather than, um, you know, looking at this business going into right. just much higher There's a lot of seeks going into China, um, um, car sales, or Mexico, mm. Korea, and I think Brazil now yeah, as yeah. well, aren't they? Your seek was in Brazil and Brazil, um, yeah. all of these markets as well. And uh, even um, iProperty, um, I think REA previously had um, right. holdings across those. and. You know, um, so there, there's many previous experience of investing across those bi uh, those markets, and they're just proven to be a little bit harder um, right. than initially thought. Yes. All right, Henry, I've got to say I like this one. Right. Don't like the share price right. at the moment. <laughs> I prefer to get it cheaper. And I actually um, I looked at this some time ago and had it in a little small cap portfolio, um, but sold out too early. Right. But um, yeah, I like this one. These guys have got good pedigree. They know what they're doing. They're well cashed up now. They've got a new strategic investor from North America. And the businesses that they invest in, it's not like they're taking their business and trying to put it in weird places or you know, yep. emerging yep. economies. They're investing in, in things that are already there that are working and taking a, a, an investment, if you like. So it's kind of like a, I suppose it's like a fund of fund in some ways. They're, right. they're investing in, in businesses. Oh, so uh, they're not developing. They're not developing themselves. their own stuff. Right. They're, they're buying into other businesses and using their knowledge to okay, kind of to, to help them grow, right. and then at some stage they realise that investment. So I kind of like this one. Okay, um, it's a bit. Of the, I was going to call it the Star Trek stock because it's the final frontier <laughs> develop, <laughs> <laughs> development ventures. But it, it's it's a good story. I really would like to see the share price come off. Um, so what would you like it? Oh, I prefer it under a dollar. Um, I think okay. the strategic placement they did recently was around around that dollar two or something. Right. So that kind of price would be nice. They've had a bit of a spurt recently. They're nearly at all-time highs again. Right. Um, but it's a good business. I think they invest mm. quite cleverly. Okay. They add value, and then they're not actually afraid to crystallise some of those profits as these other businesses in other countries mature and they they uh, get more valuable. Okay. So it's it's yeah, it's an interesting company. Right. So yes, around a dollar. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Ross wants an opinion on Credit Corp Group. Now, uh, this is a bit of a favourite of the call centre to come up <laughs> pretty does. regularly. Uh, basically, it's a company that buys the debts of banks and other financial groups and says, hey, these people owe you money. We'll pay you whatever it is, the financial institution, 95 cents in the dollar for the debts, and then we'll go and collect them. And that's how we make the 5%. Yep. Um, so um, a lot of it's com 
competitors in this sort of sector are in a bit of strife at the moment. Yeah, Collection House is yeah. one of their big competitors. Yeah. I, I guess the you know, we had a business update from the company recently. They did have some uh, some impairments there, and they did warn about profits. They also warned about COVID. Yeah. And I guess that the big question mark, and I was surprised actually the stock held up as well as it did. Yeah. Um, because there wasn't too much good news um, actually in the uh, in the report. <laughs> But it has held up, surprisingly. Yeah. Is that a good sign? I guess it is. I think investors may be trying to look through things. Um, the, the big question, of course, is the, is the stimulus cliff in September. What happens when yeah. all the goodies run out for all the people that are, are, are struggling and, and then can't make their repayments on their debt plans? Uh, I, you know, Obviously, with Victoria the way it is, maybe that stimulus is going to be extended. Maybe that is good for Credit Corp. Maybe yep. that's the reason why we've seen it hold up. But I was quite surprised that it held up as well as it did, given yep. the news. So um, at the moment, it's, it's a kind of a hold. Right. Um, I think it's just we need time to see how things play out for the rest of the year. Because you know, we've got Scott Morrison telling us we've got 11.3% unemployment and instead of what it came out yesterday, 7.4, yeah. youth unemployment 16 and a bit percent. Yeah. Um, it's, not a, it's not a nice world out there in, in some places at yeah. the moment. So I think, you know, for me, it's just a kind of a, a weak hold. Okay, a weak a hold. A weak hold. If, if it, a weak hold? How a do you describe a weak hold? Well, what if does it, that if, mean? Well, if it showed any signs of weakness, I'd, I'd be out and be happy to see oh, on the okay. sidelines. So, All right. So if it sticks in this trading range, yeah, it, you kind of. I don't think it's going to go up a lot, and I don't think right. it'll go down a lot. But if it starts to tip over for whatever reason, the economy starts to get worse, right. then I think get out, get out. Okay, Shumbay, <laughs> what do you think? I'm kind of sitting in that whole space as well. Uh, look, I, this stock is well loved by, especially yep. a lot of small cap managers, because it delivered great growth over the years, um, and it thrived when its competitors really under severe financial distress. Um, yep. So now the uh, my issue is it almost the same because we are. You know, our GDP is drinking. We're in a recession. We have significant amount of uh, unemployment. Um, uh, you know, we, d I, in terms of bad debt, it's going to tick up. We've seen it across every, um, you know, every yeah. measure. Um, but it might take longer because, you know, uh, at the moment everyone's giving the, you know, the payment holidays at the moment. So yeah. it might take six months lo longer before we see it. So it is a very challenging period uh, for a debt collector, pretty much. Now, on the flip side, the bull will tell you it's a great time to be buying those uh, distressed debt because they mm -hmm. are cheap. Yeah. Um, now, okay. So just to explain that to people. You know, in good times, you might go to a bank and say, I'll give you 95 cents in the dollar mm. for those debts. Um, uh, but in bad times, you might go to the bank, well, I'll take it for 80 cents because the risk is higher. That's right. And I'll make 20% margin, which takes into account you know, the, 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 the bad debt that yeah. could potentially come through. So this is what people is hoping for, that when we do come through this crisis, this company will make phenomenal return. But right. the issue is right now we're in the crisis, so we don't know how bad mm. things could be, you know, whether they can collect those um, those debt. And, you know, as we talked to before the recent announcement, they actually wrote down some of those uh, bad debt that they bought. So um, they raised money, so balance sheet's fine. So right. it's probably not going to do much unless we have clear, um, you know, clarity that we're coming out yep. of this recession quite quickly. But a well-run yeah. Well company, run business. good, Very well good executives, yeah. unlike some of the competitors yeah. who That's are right. doing it tough at the moment. Yeah. So if you like, if you like this sector, this is the best of breed in it. Yeah, it? I mean, I guess it's going to be interesting to see how the new world 
mm. affects companies like Credit Corp because you know mm. with buy now pay later becoming so popular and we've seen yeah. actual credit card um, balances fall as buy now pay later has, yeah. has gone up mm. um, and utility companies are giving you know hardship uh, circumstances to a lot more people because of this as well so it's going to be interesting how this all plays out okay. in the future yeah mm. all right uh, really good discussion. Thanks for the suggestion, uh, Ross, on Credit Corp. Uh, Jumbe, our fifth stock is 5G Networks. AJ has um, asked for a, an opinion on this. There are sort of telecommunications carrier, one of these platforms for businesses, isn't it, about 5G and connecting all your data. I know, when I look at it, I just felt there's, uh, what's the distinguishing point for this business? Um, it's, uh, it's a highly competitive space, um, yeah. and um, you know, certainly seems that they have um, you know, a good list of clients, um, but whether you will reach, reach a critical scale um, is still a, a, a bigger question for me to see. Um, it's, it's way too competitive in that space. Okay, mm. all right, Henry? Um, I don't mind this one. Um, it's. I love, I'm reading through here. I love this. There must be somebody in PR that writes this stuff. It's just brilliant. Unifying a seamless digital experience for our customers. There we go. Um, Making sure all the plugins yeah, talk to each other. You've got to get all the keywords in, yeah. the, in the smaller possible. Um, th these guys are raising money at the moment. They're doing an SPP, which actually closes today, and that has ah. been a little bit heavy on the stock. It kind of right. perked up. It, it's, okay. it's well managed. Which is probably why AJ has asked for the yeah. opinion, yeah, it's, if it's you're a shareholder in it's, it It's really line ball at the current prices. Right. I think it's $1.17, $1.18, the, uh, the SPP. So we're, we're there. So you kind of 50-50, it's, a, right. it's yeah. a bit of a coin toss at the moment. So um, I think that's probably weighing a little bit on the stock at the moment. It did have a bit of a bubble up. It had some good news. Yeah. And uh, they've raised money, so that's good in terms of the balance sheet. It's good management. But as Bay says, it is not an easy space to be in. Yeah. But... 5G's coming, the seamless <laughs> digital experience is, is, is with us. It's uh, about the story. It's about it? the story. Yeah, exactly. It has got good management. They, they are ambitious. Um, now, whether that's good or bad, but it's, you know, it's a tech company, emerging okay. tech company. I think once the SPP gets out the way, the yep. share purchase plan, then maybe there'll be a little bit of uh, breathing space for the stock with people not selling right. quite so well. Uh, uh, aggressively, and okay. we could see it pop back up to. If um, you're a shareholder, would you take up the SPP? It, it's so. Well, the, you know what the problem with SPPs is, is that you put your money in your thirty grand, and you get prorated scale back, and you end up with a thousand bucks worth. Wow, whereas okay. your twenty nine thousand yeah. bucks is hanging in the wind, yeah. and all you're doing is saving brokerage at the moment because it, that's where the, the stock is. So yeah. you might as well, if you really like it buy your 30 grand's worth in the, in the market if that's mm. what you want to do mm. rather mm. than have it tied up at least then you know with certainty how many yeah. you've got and mm. tomorrow if you change your mind or something happens yeah. you can sell them particularly if the share purchase plan is around the current stock price yeah mm. just it's it's just unfortunately it. retail investors in this this regime that we have from the ASX at the moment have not fared well right mm. in terms of having their money in the wind being massively scaled back um, and institutional shareholders being really um, 
you know, they, yep. they've taken advantage of uh, sure. retail. Okay. Yeah, all and right. I think if investors are looking for exposure to that cloud and all that sort of space, um, Megaport is certainly the space to look yeah. at. Mm. Okay. The, the, yeah, there's, the, there's Megaport. a few. Megaport. Right. Yeah, yeah, Megaport, and you know, there's, there's a whole bunch in, I guess, in that kind of, yep. what is okay. it, the unifying the seamless digital <laughs> experience? <laughs> 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 Uh, on Marcus today, next um, direct mail shootout or um, <laughs> a, a campaign, if it uses those words, we are a seamless investment organisation. <laughs> we'll know where Henry got you, you the inspiration can, you can from. Shoot me, <coughs> All right, that's the first five stocks, including stock of the day. Let's uh, do a bit of a recap. First up, stock of the day, Rio, uh, a hold. <coughs> Excuse me for both Jumbay and, uh, and Henry both prefer Fortescue if you want a direct um, iron ore play. Uh, a no for Cochlear because it's just way too expensive. Yes from Henry on Perpetual. Uh, Jumbay prefers Magellan. Uh, Frontier, a yes from Henry, no from Jumbay. Um, but uh, with Frontier, if you can buy on a pullback around a dollar, uh, that's much better value. Uh, Credit Corp, well run. Uh, but too many things ahead of it at the moment because of how the economy is going, JobKeeper and the like. So a hold on Credit Corp, uh, a no on 5G network from Jumbay, a, uh, a yes from Henry. All right, let's get into our sixth stock and Jumbay Amcor um, is uh, suggested by Tina, uh, a global packaging group and everything from pharmaceuticals to home products, personal care. Uh, right around the world, a huge company, isn't it? Absolutely. Look, it's one of those, it's a buy from me, and it's one of those boring defensive companies um, that is, um, you know, pretty much uh, provide its packaging to those um, global FMCG companies. Um, and I think recently we saw, um, you know, Pepsi, one of their largest customer, has uh, talked to improvement in terms of their beverage volume um, yeah. globally. So um, MCOR should deliver a pretty good result um, above the expectations. Um, it's not expensive, um, 14 times. It doesn't grow very very fast. Um, it grows sort of mid single digit and it gives a good um, dividend yield. I think it's just around 4.7%. Okay. So defensive, stable yeah. sort of business. It's enormous as well. I was right, 48,000 employees, 13 billion Big in business. sales, 250 locations, 40 countries. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. It's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, it just made a transformational acquisition 12 months ago. Right. Um, so uh, it sort of expanded the exposure um, across global markets. And now, um, you know, Australia is actually the secondary listing now um, for MCOR. So it's really have transformed. Right. It's a, basically UK domiciled now, is it? Or UK listed? Uh, US. US listed. Right. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, Bay's nailed it. I mean, they're, they're, there's, this is a good company, good quality defensive company. It's half the price of Woolies and, and, yep. and, and that side of things, you know, those sort of defensive staple consumer companies. Mm. Um, I think this is, you know, it's got a nice yield, around 4 or 5%. Yep. Um, it has made this big acquisition, Bemis, and, you know, there's lots of synergies in theory to come from that, which I think is good. So, yeah, it, it kind of, sometimes when companies re-domicile, uh, and we've seen this with, uh, with one of the high flyers of Vita. Yeah. Um, it, it moved from here to America. Yeah. And people get a bit, a bit narky about that. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, we, we live in a global economy um, and the things are listed all over the place. But maybe this has held it back a little bit. But I think this is a good quality defensive story. There's obviously some concerns, I guess, going forward about plastics, recycling, sustainability, yeah. all that side of things, which Amcor seems to be addressing 
quite well. So I, you know, it gets a yeah. pretty big tick as a defensive okay. stock um, with a good yield on a low PE, half out of other defensive yeah. stocks like Woolies and, and West Farmers and, and Coles, etc. Okay. Uh, let me ask you both a question. In this period where everyone wants a growth stock and everyone's after <laughs> buy now, pay later, a med tech and stuff like that. Um, and so for a normal investor, um, what percentage should be in defensive stocks? You know, in that sort of sort of base, depending on who you are. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, German, sort of is, uh, do you build a platform of 20% in defensive stocks, like Amcor and what, your James Hardy's yeah. and things like that? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I, think at the, I think at the moment, you know, looking at the, the whole macro thing, and everything's going into all these sexy stocks, the buy now yeah. and pay later. Mm. I think you know you should be increasing your proportion of your defensives mm. because you know they, they are cheap compared to these you know yeah. Yeah, yeah. buy Absolutely. now promise They're later cheap. stocks. Yeah. Um, and so you know maybe twenty percent is way too low. Maybe you oh. should be well up, you know, yeah. thirty forty percent in defensives, and right. maybe the, the the sizzle stocks, the, the the sexy ones should be a far smaller percentage. We've, we're facing some big macro headwinds. Yep. And I know we've all done this yeah. and, and gone, oh, we don't care because the Fed's got our back. But there are some substantial, you know, the US is in the recession. The UK mm. is going to head yep. for a Brexit cliff. Yep. The EU's still a mess. Australia's in a recession. Yet here we are going, la, 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 yeah. everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, I think you should be building up the cheap defensive part of your portfolio. Yeah. Sure. as opposed to the sexy stuff. Yeah, look, I, I, I think the portfolio definitely have to be more uh, diversified. And when you talk to defensive, it's actually interesting. You know, healthcare, I define that in terms of earnings are very defensive. Right. But of course, you you know, your cochlear and everything looks too expensive, but you buy some other healthcare. So, and then you combine it with things like MCOR and the rest, and these should be majority of your portfolio. Right. Now, the sexy stuff, it's important to have in the portfolio because it delivers growth, um, and right. the growth far above everything else. And now with the money so cheap globally, these stocks will be un well underpinned over yeah. the years. But it, because it's so volatile, um, if it's a big part of your portfolio, your value just yeah. get whipped around very quickly. So it should be something like 5 6% of your portfolio, whereas um, you know the other defensives, uh, right. it should be bigger. But don't forget, defensive is not just about buying Coles and Woolies. You right. know, Coles and Woolies earning is going to be negative um, right. in, the, in 2021. So I was going to ask, so when, yeah. when, when you talk about defensive, people go, Oh, big four banks. Well, yeah. no. they've been terrible. So you have to, that's right. So you have to be very careful in defining that defensive. Yeah. That's why I'm saying you need the earning stability and you need some sort of growth. MCOR is growing at some point, right. whereas the banks is a little bit challenged. You yeah. buy probably for a little bit of yield, but you know what, this year okay. uh, all the dividend will so be So what cut. would be your three best defensives? Uh, so MCOR will be there. Um, Ansel is actually quite right. defensive at this point, um, right. and earnings looking very strong. Um, and uh, let me just say, Ramsey right. is very okay. defensive. All right, Jumbay James has asked for an opinion on Dubber uh, Corporation, and um, this is a again seamless digital experience oh, for our is. customers. Oh, Once again, I don't, I don't uh, uh, and uh, another telco as well. So using very similar. Um, 
sort of rhetoric to uh, to 5G networks. Um, what do you think of Dubba? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think it's an interesting technology, and uh, you know they yeah. capture voice and translate it um, and into text. And uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I think they signed pretty big um, customers, um, uh, and um, you know, and then they gave a good run. Um, I think right now, just we kind of need to see the earnings momentum to pick up a bit more. Um, haven't seen the, them signing any um, you know new um, bigger telco customers. So yeah, um, yeah for me, it's, um, it's it's probably a hold. Um, I kind of just need to see a bit more evidence of mo that momentum building again. Henry? Cool recording and data capture platform designed for communications networks. Mm. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, uh, which is, is all um, sort of directed at, at businesses getting online, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I guess it comes down to compliance and tr you know when you when you phone up the whoever you phone up yep. to complain and you get that message this recording will be for training purposes etc cetera, etc. Cetera. This is right. what these guys do. Yep. So they record phone calls basically. Um, it took them a little while to get going. They're still you know they're a 260 million dollar company with 13 million dollars worth of annual recurring revenue. So um, it's it's getting there. The yeah. ki the key to a lot of these companies is it takes a while. For the, it's, it's a bit like the penguins. You need to find the first penguin, and once you get your first penguin, you can push it, and the other penguins start to fall. So you've got to find your first client. Right. And when you get your first big client, then you can use that to knock the other penguins over. And they've right. done a deal with Telstra, they've done a deal with uh, Verizon as well. So th that mm. kind of keeps the penguins moving. Yeah. But you've got to keep the penguins moving, because otherwise they don't fall into the sea and swim around and have fun. So um, that's the key to it. You've obviously been to Antarctica. No, <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish. But I've, seen a lot of, but I've seen a lot of penguin movies. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, so for me, that, that's the key. And then they took a while yeah. to get going and get those big corporates on board. But once you do, it kind of builds that momentum a little bit. And they seem to have some momentum. It's, it's kind of a hold at these, these levels. Right. Uh, cool, cool recording is, is good for compliance. It's good for training. It's becoming part of, I guess, corporate world. Not sure how that works when everybody's working from home. Um, does that really have a massive impact if everyone's using their mobile to phone people or, or I don't know how that works. So right. that may be a bit of a, a bit of a left field thing. So it, it's a hold, okay. interesting technology, interesting company, mm. and they have got the data capture platform. Yep. Well so All right. Okay. It. There you go, James. That's Dubber. Uh, Justin wants uh, a view on Atlas Arteria Group, uh, the old Macquarie Atlas roads, a big private toll. Um, operator, toll road operator, raised 420 million um, last month. Manages Westlink if, on the M7. So when you put your tolls in, I suppose if you want to get your own back on them, buy shares. Uh, and a big highway in Canada. Henry? Um, Atlas Arterial. Well, this, this used to be called um, Bad Mig. Right. When it first came out, because they, they separated the companies, they put Macquarie all the good infrastructure. Macquarie Infrastructure Group, they yep. put all the good assets and it eventually became Transurban, effectively, mm. right. with, right. with Hills Motorway and everything being rolled into one. And Bad MIG, Bad Macquarie Infrastructure Group, became Macquarie Atlas Group. Right. Um, and it had all the dodgy assets. <laughs> right. That actually haven't turned out to be that dodgy. Ah. Uh, I remember buying okay. this for clients at 50, 60 cents in my broking days and I had a friend that ran a fund and he had this spreadsheet and it was an amazing spreadsheet. He said, this thing's going at three bucks and mm -hmm. I'll show you why. And he, he wouldn't let me ever copy it, but he showed me the, 
the right. secret sauce, and sure enough, it did. And his fund made an absolute fortune out of it. Right. The, the jewel in the crown for these guys is the French motorway system, ah. which they own. Right. And they've been creeping up in terms of ownership structure of this French motorway system. Now, French motorways haven't been that popular during the coronavirus because mm. traffic numbers haven't been that good. However, like we're seeing with Transurban, traffic yeah. numbers are coming back to the motorway system. Heavy vehicle numbers have held up relatively well and they pay the big tolls. The, the question for all these kind of infrastructure stocks is keeping the debt under control. They've raised some money. Uh, the balance sheet is, is good. Uh, it's still you know, highly leveraged. Uh, they've also kicked Macquarie off the management team, effectively, because right. Macquarie used to kind of put their hand in the till and take some money out well, every, every year to manage. With the management rights. With the management rights. So that's all over now. So it's clean. So they changed their name from, from Macquarie Atlas to Atlas yep. Arterial. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a long-term, good quality okay. infrastructure play. Um, every time you go through that toll booth yeah. in France and you chuck okay. your coins in. So around the... What six fifty mark? Yeah, I, I don't mind okay. this, but it, you know, it's again, if, if Europe goes into lockdown and there's no traffic, mm. okay. and there's all that debt, it, it gets trickier again. But yep. at the moment, we're seeing openings. Okay. All right, Jumbo. Yeah, that's definitely a buy for me. Um, these, uh, I like those infrastructure assets. Um, these are the assets that will always have a significant amount of demand okay. once we move through um, the lockdown yeah. and the like. And when we talk to V-shaped recovery in different assets, different sectors, um, infrastructure is the one that's going to have V-shaped recovery. Right. But of course, pending, you know, whether there's second lockdown and things like that. But traffic will return. If anything, traffic is actually heavy because people are not using public yeah. transport. Yeah, they're they're yeah. driving. scared to get on the bus. That's right. If yeah. China was a good example, is that the, the road was clogged literally within a month of opening um, and no one was catching public transport. And we saw that with Transurban at early days as well yeah. when we first started opening up. So um, clearly that's um, both Transurban and this one will do very well on the way out. And the good thing with this one is raise money. So even if we have a second lockdown and the like, um, they will be fine for the time being. Um, and the company, those toll roads actually has been growing faster than what Transurban is delivering domestically, yeah. which is a little bit more defensive. Um, so it's got higher growth, um, slightly higher yield, and mm. the balance sheet is fine at the moment. So yeah. I think that's pretty pretty strong. And yeah. interest rates are low. Yeah. Mm. And they, they've got uh, US exposure. They've got a, a, a thing there, the Dulles Greenway mm. right. um, toll road, and they've also got one in the UK as well. So okay. it's not just all about um, mm. the French. Uh, so French Atlas. Oil. Versus Transurban? Like them both. Like them both? I think both pretty good. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, there you go, Justin. A really good uh, uh, good analysis there. Uh, Jumbay Peter has um, asked for an opinion on Wiser. This is one of the, the new um, non-bank Fintech. lenders, fintechs yeah. that's come out. Uh, gave an update saying loan originations grew 48% in May. And... Uh, um, um, weekly settlements on loans were higher as well, despite all their staff working from home. Oh, I think it's um, uh, it's a buy for me. Uh, right. I really li like this little company. Um, it is on the smaller end, yes. um, but it is the fastest growing lender, um, you know, um, by miles. Um, and uh, this this company essentially sprouted out of the on the back of the Royal Commission, where you know banks was overcharging people and all of that. Um, they built a great platform, um, easy to mm. access, very easy to, um, very quick to get loan, and um, yep. and then they they're so much cheaper than the banks, and there's no hidden fee and everything else. 
So because of that, um, consumer really like this company, and then they have platform where consumer can track their you know doing budgeting and you know all these tools right. to help them to see yep. um, how they're tracking and which proven to be very popular. So the company only has a you know they compete in that. Well, the consumer financing $300 billion is a massive space yeah. and they only have like um, tiny portion of the market share and it's growing really, really fast. So um, I really like this company. I well think managed. Very well, yeah, very well executive managed. team. Exactly. The management team actually have very strong background coming out of the consumer, uh, the, the lending space. Um, and, um, and Anthony has done a great job in building this business and, you know, he has a good track record of delivering okay. um, under promise over delivering. Oh, okay. Henry? Uh, yes, tick definitely. Right. It's a it's a buy. Um, I've liked this one for a long time. Uh, I just wish I hadn't um, got a bit nervous and sold it. I, I we got, in, <laughs> we got in about nine cents and got out at about nineteen. So I figured right. that was, that was pretty good. So but what are we now? Twenty two. Twenty two, twenty three, yeah. something like that. So I'm yeah. kind of hoping that we get a bit of a wobble again and I get a chance to get back in. But it is a good. I guess the the, the big question mark is you know it's in, in an economy that's going downhill. It shouldn't be that difficult to loan people money because right. people mm. need to borrow to sustain their lifestyles and their pay their bills. Yep. The question comes, I guess, in terms of the payment back of that money and the bad debt. Yeah, the credit risk. The credit risk. Yep. So you know, I can go and lend mm. as much money as, but you know, if I say yep. interest rates, I would lend you money at one percent, and I don't care who I lend it to, yep. I'm going to be swamped. Yeah. Um, so the, the credit risk is the is the issue yeah. and, the, and the bad debts. They do come from a lending background. So and far, so far, they've, they've handled it very, very well. Yeah. Um, but um, we live in extraordinary mm. times. I'm not trying to talk them down so I can get set. <laughs> 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 but um, I think this is this is a good quality, good managed company with, with and it's got that kind of the hockey sticky kind of thing where yeah. you, once you get to a critical mass, mm. um, it, it looks really funky, the apps are funky. Uh, everything look, everything appeals to the right demographic. It's all heading in the right direction. Mm, okay. I'd love to buy it at 20 cents. Right. Um, maybe. Gee, you're not far mm, off. 22. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're a hard task. I know. Nickel I, and diamond. But I'm, yeah. an, I'm an old trader, so always 10 percent below. But you know, but you look at the risk reward. So you know, if, if, yeah. you, if you think these things are going to go to 30 and you're paying 23, you've got seven cents upside and and right. 23 cents downside. So if you can get it at yeah. 20, you can kind of skew the odds mm. in your favour. Yeah. So that, that's, or, or the old, that's the old trade. Or you miss out. Yeah. Or you miss out. But, you know, I wrote it from 9 to 19 or whatever yeah, it was. So right. that was, yeah. that was yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, look, I think in terms of one, one thing that you can take comfort in is in terms of a loan they lend to, they actually don't go down to the low quality no. um, right. uh, individuals. It's actually uh, the premium space that they, yep. they target. Right. So these are the people with good qual uh, credit quality, um, good credit score. and. Uh, um, these are the ones more likely okay. to pay it back. Right. All right. Good tick for Wiser there. Yep. Uh, final stock, uh, just Jester by David, uh, Medical Developments International. Um, um, a really interesting <laughs> business here. Um, emergency pain relief and respiratory products. They have this um, drug or uh, called Penthrox. It's not really, it's a fast acting trauma and emergency pain relief product mm -hmm. just uh, got approved for the Netherlands and other parts of Europe. Yeah. What do you think? Well, this is actually a really interesting story. It's been around for a long time. Penthrox itself actually was widely used um, in the 60s, 50s and 60s, but then um, in the emergency room. Um, right. And it's um, used for pain pre prevention. Uh, well, not prevention, essentially ease your pain uh, yeah. while they perform emergency procedure. Now, um, the issue was that at the time, the doses were not um, controlled. So a lot of people, the side effect was actually death. So it actually caused that's a lot of... A, <laughs> a side effect <laughs> <a big> side <laughs> 
and, uh, so, so we'll get rid of the pain once and for all. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so, it works. <laughs> that's right. It certainly works. And uh, so uh, in markets like uh, US, actually got banned. Um, oh. So from using because it was just too dangerous and oh. dosage was not uh, proven properly. But in Australia, actually, then they're following on doing a few studies, realizing if you just do one shot within certain time, it's actually very effective and it doesn't have. <laughs> this kind yeah. of side effect. Have so Australia had been <laughs> using in the emergency vehicles. Um, so when people had an accident and put them in the vehicle and uh. they give them a shot. So that actually helps easing the pain. Um, so uh, and then this company took their IR, IP and then they said, look, let's take to two different markets and see if we can prove that, you know, try to reestablish that um, yeah. thing. So they went to Europe. Uh, many markets said, OK, um, you can use it. And then they started selling. So it was pretty good. But for mm. th this stock is actually all about US, um, you know, because that's a huge mm. market for them. And uh, now because US banned it many, many years ago, so FDA is a little bit skeptical. Uh. They want more data. So it's been pushed out. It's been delayed. Um, now there's no catalyst until potentially next year. Um, you know, and then we don't know what FDA might say. So right. there's a bit of risk heading into it and there's no catalyst at this point. Right. So it's a no for me. No. Yep. Well, I, I printed something out from there thing said demonstrated safety and efficacy profile for 30 plus years. Mm. Clearly not. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting history though. To, I didn't know anything, ab anything about that history. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. It's so Australia, I'm surprised we kept using it and it works so well in the emergency vehicle. Yeah. Whereas other markets, they all bend. Because we, we learn how to use it properly. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, that there is a stigma going to be attached to this. Yeah. Getting it through the FDA is going to be troublesome. Um, mm. It's also got China uh, as well happening on its radar too. So um, it, it sounds fantastic. Yeah. But it's just, it's one of those long-term stories. I think there's other things I'd rather be in yeah. um, for the next little while, only because it's going to take a little while. And that stigma is going to, it's going to hang around. I, I had yeah. no idea that it, one of the side effects was that it actually dead. killed you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a significant oh, downside yeah. to, right. to, to some of these All drugs. All right, but we, we learned how to use it well. That's right. Uh, so, David, uh, really good suggestion on that one. A fascinating business and the history, as Jumbo was saying, is just great. Uh, just to uh, recap our last five stocks on the call today, Amcor. Um, a big yes from Henry and Jumbay is one of those terrific defensive stocks that you should have in your portfolio. Hold on, Dubber. Uh, a yes on Atlas, the big toll road uh, group. Um, yes on Wiser, well-run new fintech business. Uh, and medical uh, developments, uh, no on that. So um, appreciate your time. Jumbay Lou from Tribeca. Good to see you. Good to be here. Uh, Henry Jennings from Marcus today. Have a great weekend to both of you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.